Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that is raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Salas, and with me, as always, is my very talented friend, my very own Joan of Arc, <laughs> the mixtress DC Gina. Oh my gosh, am I being sacrificed today? What is happening? <laughs> no, no, it's a good thing. Okay. So, like Joan of Arc, Janae Barret. I mean, we're going to go into, Fran- into, French, into French history again. She's a notable woman, again, from French history. She was a botanist and a pioneer of scientific discovery. Um, and crazy enough, she, was, she unknowingly became the first woman to sail around the entire globe. And she did this during the years of 1766 to 1769. Ooh, before Christopher Columbus. Yes. Love it. Um, I think that was 1492. Oh, I lied. Yeah. <laughs> that was 1692. I don't know. Um, God, I call myself Italian. Yeah, you're right. 1492. Blue. <laughs> Good thing I have champagne to blame. Thank you, French people. So, um, even crazier than that is that, that you didn't get it. You got 1492. Um, or we went there. Um, she actually had to do all of this disguised as a woman or as a man. So, she, all of those things, she dressed as a man, she lived as a man. Um, and so that brings her back to Joan of Arc. Brings her right back to Joan of Arc. There's another thing she has in common. Now, are they both French? But she, Joan of Arc actually, at the age of 18, disguised herself as a man and led the French army during the Hundred Years uh, War. Wow. Yeah. And I didn't know that. Yes. So what does that have anything to do with the show? I don't know, but I'm, <laughs> I'm into it because I want to know what our guest has done. <laughs> so it proves that if you put your mind to something... You can accomplish it. Oh. Yeah. I See? do like that. So it does lead us to today, today's designated drinker. She is the publisher of thelistareyouonit.com and the co-host of Foodie and the Beast and Industry Night. Please welcome Nikki Ellis to the show. Yay. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. So do I have to dress up as a man to be like Joan of Arc? <laughs> I don't know. I, Not anymore. Okay, we, don't have to, we don't have those those issues anymore, okay, luckily. I, just, I don't think my hair would look good cropped. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like that, maybe. Maybe. I, feel like, I don't know. I mean, That's a lot of hair. It's That's a, a lot of hair. It's a lot of hair. It's beautiful. Thank you. So... Basically, the really got to me. I was like, I'm like, what are we doing? Tell me. <laughs> Do I not know something about Nikki? Is she cabaret star and I didn't know? Tell me. Did I, un- uh, did, I un- uh, did I discover something in her dark, dark history? <laughs> I mean, I'm into it. So just tell me. Where, where are we going with that? So really what I wanted, Nikki, we, Gina uh, is obviously a big fan. And uh, you have, in a short time, That's have a become. Mutual. That's a mutual relationship between Gina and I. We both got started at the same time. That's well. awesome. And mm-hmm. I have to say that you are a huge inspiration to me. In the oh. short period of time that I've known you and mm-hmm. and. and and after we've spoken uh, the brief time, uh, truly a huge inspiration, inspiring, empowering, all of those things. But I'd like for you to explain to our guests, or just give us a little bit of your secret sauce and how one becomes one of the air- DC's area's best known and most respected food and wine journalist. I mean, come on, who doesn't want that title? Well, it's nice to hear that title. I, I really would shy away from journalists because I really feel that, you know, there are people who do, who are journalists who do a lot of research on their topics, and and I I don't want to put myself in that category, but I definitely put myself as food media, in that I I consider myself a megaphone for the DC food and wine scene as a way of telling people everything that's going on. And one of the things I always say is, is that I don't sell, I tell. So I like to tell people what events are happening, what's opening up, who's 
left what restaurant and gone to another restaurant. I, I like to tell people what's happening in the food and wine scene without an opinion. Yeah. On record. Yeah. Off record, I'm happy to give you <laughs> but, um, Well, let's cheers to right. that. Cheers let's, to that. Yeah, yeah, champagne yes. to that. Champagne. It's little, an excellent way to start a show, I must say. Fruit rosé. Um, yes, it's beautiful. Um, so when I started the list, are you on it, com, it was before there was um, any uh, blogs. Blogs didn't exist yet. And even though online was a capability, magazines, the newspapers, nobody was using the web as a separate way of educating people on what's going on. So all that was online was what was appearing in those publications. Yes. So if it wasn't in the food section on Wednesday at Washington Post or uh, in Washingtonian's monthly magazine, there was no place to find out what was happening on a daily basis at the DC food and wine scene. And I'm sure a lot of people who, you know, now the DC food and wine scene is so massive, probably think, oh, well, 15 years ago, there probably wasn't a lot going on. And nothing could really be further from the truth. There was a, you know, listen, we didn't have the breadth and depth of places to go to because we didn't have the amount of people here, nor did we have the real estate like we have today, like Junior Market, for example. But we had (laughs) a... You could buy socks here back then. So speaking of, just so that all our listeners know, we are here at Union Market, sitting outside of suburbia. Suburbia. Well, Gina's... Uh, I feel like I should sing Rihanna to that. Yes. Suburbia. Yes. Um, right, so none of that existed, but there was a thriving food scene here. And it there's an old guard of chefs who were really dedicated to serving incredible cuisine in this city. They were hosting dinners. They were hosting classes. And there was this rising group of foodies in the city who really wanted to know about it. And there was no place to get that information. So... Um, that's how the list started. I was a rabid foodie. Um, I mean, I worked in restaurants in college, but I, I love the food world. Growing up, um, I grew up outside of New York City. I was very fortunate. I had parents who were obsessed with food. Um, so we all cooked and we all ate and we went into the city a lot. And we traveled, blah, blah, blah. We did all of that. And I, I, I ate a lot in my life and I still <laughs> eat a lot on a regular basis. But I, I love the world and I love the people in it and I felt that it was really important to provide a platform for everybody to know about what was happening. And that's how the list was born. It was 15 years ago. And we're still the only place, believe it or not, even with the eaters and all the websites available and the information that's out there right now, we're still the only place in the city that lists every food and wine event happening in the D.C. metro area. We're also the only people who list um, the coming soon page, like everybody lists openings. But we have the longest list of restaurants and when they're eventually going to open, and we track it every day. And, and change it. And change it. I know that, because I have one of them. <laughs> and, she gets, and she gets an email from us, being like, what's the latest? Yeah, what are you, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I don't know. You want to talk to the landlord? I don't know. <laughs> Could you find out for me what's happening? Honestly, I think that Nikki should, like, next next career should be, like, negotiations, because legitimately, please, this woman... All day. Thank you. Anyway, so that's how it started. And I was very fortunate, just really right place, right time, because it was before blogs started. Um, We created a website, which at the time was not like going on WordPress and putting together a site. Um, I had somebody do it for me, and I didn't know what I... WordPress, come on. I'm serious, but like, I I know, know. I'm saying, I'm thinking about it, like WordPress came, and then now the Squarespace. It's It's so easy now. It's so easy. Everyone's going to have an opinion. Yeah, I know. Do you understand what I'm saying? So like back then, like I had this guy put together a website for me I just asked him to do shit and he always said yes 
But then when I read, when I did like 3.0, like the third yeah. site, and they were like, let's go to WordPress, it's so much easier, blah, 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 and I would ask them to do things, and they're like, you know that's really hard to do. And I was like, oh, no, no. <laughs> I actually, it, that's what was on my old site, so I'd like it on this site. I had no idea that that was, you know, hard to do or something really different. So um, we're now like at 5.0 on the website. We d blast out to 40,000 people every week. But I mean, you know, you don't have to be a member. People can just come to the site and check out what's going on. Um, and it's just opened up all these doors for me. So I have two radio shows, uh, Foodie and the Beast, which just celebrated its 10-year anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. On Amazing. 1500. And, um, and then Industry Night at the Line Hotel. Um, and then I do a lot of TV. I do WTOP. Um, and then people want to pick my brain all the time. And I'm delighted for them to do that and pay me for it. So. Yeah. <laughs> are you, are you not, wait, hold on. Do you not do the box thing anymore? Where you do the, like, no, I'm not okay. the Fudge by Foodie anymore. Oh. I'm not that was so good. Foodie anymore. Oh, speaking about it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I love it. What is this? So, yeah. cocktails in suburbia and flamingos. Yes. No, this Clearly is so adorable. I have to have our like signature cocktail, which is our like rose for fun. Right. So we're se so just so uh, so we're clear. Mm. What, my bar is seven years old. We've been making rose since the day I opened it. I know you were like the originator. Oh, this is so, delicious. It is delicious. You know what? I'm gonna go with the bar in New York that started it, and us down here. I'm gonna go with. Ah! Pretty good. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty. But what is Frosé? Frosé is yes. it? So Frosé is a really decent, you gotta start with a decent bottle of, of, of rosé wine, mm -hmm. and then you add to it some sort of sweetener, just a little bit. Like you have to use a quarter, like so if you're using six ounces of wine, you use a quarter ounce of a sweetener. We use strawberries in ours, strawberries, put a little bit of strawberry, basil, lemon. Like a syrup? No, okay. like just the fruit. Oh, okay. And then we just mash it, take the juice, put it in there, and that's it. People that like don't know how to make the drink take wine and water and throw it in there, and then that's why when you go to some place, you're like, "What is this?" Right, it's terrible because it's watered down wine, and who wants to drink that? Not me. No. And like, so that's what happens, right? Okay. My favorite thing to do with frosé is to do frosé and then top it with like. I don't know, Campari or something super fun to make it like a different cocktail and like a bitter frisée or you oh, know I something like that. that. Yeah, it's a it's like it's a good thing. So That's for Nikki and our listeners, Gina, I'm mm -hmm. gonna think that maybe we might put up two options, like how to do it with the fruit and then how you would do it with I the think. Campari, yes. right? Yes. But so yes. when you do it with the Campari, do you just put it right on top? I float it. I float you it. can blend it, but like here's the thing: a lot of people don't love bitter. And right now, this a lot is, of people don't think they like bitter. True, they think they don't like because it. they've had it the wrong. But you can way. give, exactly. them, but you can give them the option and say, so say you're entertaining at home, right. and you're going to do blender drinks. I say, make a batch of frozen so you just keep filling up your blender, keep the compartment on the side, and do like little cute floaters and swirls, mm -hmm. so it looks cute, and then you can entertain. And it's great. And then you know if you want to try the bitters, if you don't. But after a few frosés, I feel like that everybody will try anything. You'll be like, you should try this with a shot of mezcal, and they're like, you're right, I should. <laughs> sure. Right. But I think that's how you gain that. I feel like even like when you have entertaining or not, you always gain the, the trust of your guests, right? Yeah. So your guests will first come over and they're like, oh, I'm not hungry. And then that same person will be the rabid person that's like eating in your right. kitchen at one o'clock in the morning. You're like, why aren't you going home? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and and they're only obsessed with that, right? So it's it's much like when you're at a bar. You mm -hmm. you gain the trust of the bartender or the chef or whatever, and you just say, okay, do it for me. So right, like I say, baby steps to bitters. Although I love it. 
I do too. Well, I think I think honestly, as you age, the, I prefer less sweet things. I don't like sweet drinks. I don't like sweet. I don't like. I, I mean, I I like a little chocolate, but yeah. I don't really. I'm not a huge dessert person. So that's like now, like if I, I got a compart, somebody got me a compartment soda when I was like 21, and I was like, what in the ever loving fuck is this? Like, I, there was nothing about that that was appealing to me. <laughs> but now, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But now I'm like. So refreshing. Well, there may be an and actual. Being in these helps. Well, there, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there actually may be a physical reason for that. So Go. do tell. So, you were born with a bazillion, let's say that, um, taste buds. Uh-huh. They do not regenerate. Oh, I've killed them. So, like your other cells regenerate. You basically, as you burn them, you bite them, you kill them. They, they, they. Just disappear. disappear. So you have less and less as you age. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why children can't eat very hot foods where we like, oh yeah. Spicy, right? Like yeah. as we get older, get we want spicier more. things. Yeah. We need things that are stronger. Yes. Interesting. So there's actually, could be a physical reason why that happens. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Look at that. I'm just not a pretty face, folks. Oh my <laughs> God. That's amazing. That's I didn't know very that. interesting. I did not know that. I'm following that one away. I, uh, yeah. yeah I, I feel like we need to have a taste bud person on there. Like one of those people that have like the olfactory, like the smelling, the smeller thing. Well, so my understanding about super tasters, like for a while. We know a super taster. Who? Angie Featherson. She's a super taster. So then. But Did you know that? I didn't know that. I love you. Hi, Angie. I love her. Um, my understanding about super tasters, though, it's like, it's not a badge of honor. If you're a super taster, like things don't taste, there's the strength of taste can be overwhelming yeah. so you really as a super taster don't get to enjoy the pleasure of food as much you usually can't drink alcohol you can't drink really? alcohol she didn't drink for a long time yep um you can't drink alcohol and you or you it's can. hard to yeah. you can obviously but like bitter is like bitter yeah. and sweet can be sweet and it can be really oh that's very salty can be overwhelming like it's it can be very overwhelming because I thought when I remember like a couple of years ago they had those strips you know like this is bitter this is yeah, sweet and yeah. it was like a yeah. party trick game and um, somebody was a super taster and I remember them sort of saying like they would put the bitter on and they would be like I mean their response was so Strong. dramatic yeah. do you know what I mean and it's because they have this ability um, but it's not it's not a winning ability so that we would not want that as our superhero no, I mean it's definitely interesting to talk about. Oh, I, have a, I have a question. I do have a question. If you had a superhero ability. Would you want to see through walls or hear through walls? Oh. See through walls or hear through walls? Uh, I think I would rather hear through walls. See, I think I want to see because then I only want to hear from certain people. So there are certain people who come on our yes. news channels now that repel me, and I have to change station because I can't stand. The, can't stand listening to them. Yeah. Do you know that's a 50-50 question? No matter whoever you ask, it's a it's a bar game. Huh? I don't really. We always say yeah. We always say like it's a, it's like a thing when you have no, like nothing to talk about with somebody. You're like, oh, would you ever want to blah blah blah, and it starts a conversation. Well, that's people fun. totally get into it. But it's it's always 50-50. It's literally right down the line. You can sit in a room with somebody. You can just talk to your husband. You want to see or hear? I'm like. And, you'll, and it's funny because you'd be surprised. You're like, they're the same as me. And I'm like, no, I want to hear it or I want to see it. And you're like, but really? I think it's also, it also probably depends on the day of the week. Or maybe if like I said, I want to see it, you would have been like, no, I think I want to hear it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wonder if it has to do with what you have to the first play person the game. says. Right? Play the game because it's yeah, fun. It'll be it's a fun game. Like I one would, up, one down. 
I would guess my husband would say he'd rather see them just because of who he see, is. See, I don't want to see anybody in their houses or anywhere else because I generally think yeah, that I don't want to see close. that. I don't want to see that. No, no, no. I'm Behind okay. closed doors, like, you look really good in public. And I you're, didn't and necessarily thank you. think of that one. No, no, no. That but, like, that's what, like, when people talk about ghosts... I'm like, you know, like when somebody dies, like they're with uh, them and stuff like that. I'm like, so when you masturbate, are they watching you masturbate? Like, yeah, do yeah. you know what I mean? Or you pick your nose <laughs> or like whatever. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't believe in guys because I don't want anybody watching me ever. Yeah. Period. I, I want to have my own life. Yes, yeah. Thank I you. I have I all my secrets. So you choose not to believe because of your comfort level. Yeah. Yes. Oh. You, oh. Interesting. You know, I turned, you know, I turned 40 and like all of a sudden this magic thing happened where I started growing, um like little whiskers you know a couple like I only have three <laughs> well you the are Italian pot, and I'm Italian I say thank you very much to my grandmother my mother but is that with, an Italian thing to grow whiskers oh yeah. my god just Facial and I have three Latin. which is insane yeah. so I'm like so of Where? course on your chin so my little right here okay. and I now now I see, I'm talking to a laser person please okay I will not have those <laughs> and I don't want anybody to know that I literally stare at it to make sure I don't have it because I have to bartend and like it freaked me out so here's the funny thing is that she looking, doesn't right? want anyone to know that she has them but she's putting it no, on no it's the real podcast. no I'm so going to tell you I'm going to tell you the reason I did I did and now I'll have them lasered and I'm telling you on the podcast because there are other people that are this background, and it yeah. happens. Absolutely. Well, uh, so yeah. go and get them lasered. If you can't, then pluck them in privacy so your friends don't see it. <laughs> and if you ever, if you have a ghost in your house, it won't be in private because but the you know, ghost I is going to tell. But I think a lot of people, people. I think it depends on the kind of person you are. A lot of people may see something on themselves and think, "Oh, I'm sure nobody will notice." And then there are other people, like myself, like I'm pretty sure everybody notices everything. everything. So, like you know, yeah. I mean, I think as women nine times out of ten we notice that stuff not just on ourselves but on each other and not because we're super critical but just because we're super observant yeah do you know what I mean like I was in a doctor's appointment once and the guy had hair coming out of his ears like in puffs like clouds and I was like doesn't your wife see that like yes has nobody told you you wouldn't even think like to cut that shit out or how much you can't hear or wait hold on did you go how much are you worth and your wife's not telling you like what's going on there cut it out it looks terrible Oh, he got like coming over his head, like it was ridiculous. So, folks, yes. men especially, if you have hair growing out of no, your anybody ears, anybody has hair growing out of their ears, <laughs> or your chin, chin, or on your chin, like uh, yeah. random places. Listen, I grooming mean, is important. Although I will say there is a comeback for women. Not that I'm involved in this at all, because um, I'm pretty hairless below my head. Um, but it's uh, all concentrated on. It's your all head. concentrated up top. But, um, you know, I mean, I do have a couple of friends who don't shave. <gasps> oh, like in Jen? Like, like, like underarm. Oh, oh. Oh. And like. Oh. I actually have a female. couple of friends who are friends. That's a thing now. It's oh. a thing. That's my point. And the first time she raised her arm, I was like, oh, yeah. right. Huh. Got that. But like mm. full, but like. Yeah. I'll no. say it. Full bush has become like a thing. Yeah. And I think that is fucking gross. I know. It's like. <laughs> So I just, you know, I have a 16-year-old daughter, and last summer, she put on her bathing suit, and I was like, yeah, we're going to have to go get waxed. And she's like, no, I'll just shave it. I was like, no, no, you will not. Let's go get that waxed off. And she was kind of like, I mean, it just kind of grew in. I was like, yeah, you don't want it. Let's get rid of it. I was like, when you're 18, you can figure out what to do. But right now, you're going to listen to me, and you don't want any of that anywhere. You want to be clean and feel good. I was like, nobody likes that stuff. Yeah. Nobody. No. No girl, no. no man, no nobody. 
So you say that, right? And then there's a whole like there's a whole whole thing that yes. they're into this, right? No, and it's I'm like not. the '70s porn people. Like, what you're saying, this is not going to be your son-in-law no, or daughter. It's not going to be my child either. <laughs> I just like no. no. It won't be the future anyone like that added on no, to the listen, family. I already have. I have. I have two daughter-in-laws and a third one on her way, and I'm very. I keep my opinions to myself unless really? asked. Yes, it's not always easy. You just became a new daughter-in-law. Well, the mar- the wedding is actually in Scotland in a couple of weeks. Um, well, I love it anyway. I know it's very exciting. Congratulations. So you have, uh, explain. I'm sorry. Oh, so I have I have uh, five children. Yes. My three older ones are married. So I have one who they had a small wedding in San Francisco because uh, her family couldn't attend the big wedding that they're throwing in Scotland. So we're going to Scotland nice. in uh, three weeks or four weeks for the big wedding they're lovely he's my oldest and then um, I love him Jason he's fabulous and I then love him my middle one Max was the first one to get married and uh, they live in Iowa and then Sam who Gina knows Sam is uh, the uh, the new beverage director for uh, all purpose Cap Riverfront also love. and his wife Alyssa is in food PR she does all of uh, the Red Hens PR no, she's nice. awesome too yeah. how they met how they meet they met at Ithaca. They went to school together. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They oh. went to school together. J- Jason and Jason Hurt, the one that just that got married in San Francisco, was really funny. I texted, I texted him like, "Congratulations! Is this was this real?" And like, and just like, "Yes, yeah, yeah." And it was just so funny. I was like, so I texted him first, and I was like, "Does everybody know?" No, he puts on Instagram. Am I supposed right. to be happy about it? Right, He's right. like, "No, no, we're having a real wedding." I'm like, "Okay, okay." Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I didn't have a real wedding, so like when people found you out I got not married, have a real wedding. You, no, you, you know, got married like in the middle of the night. Neil, I did. I know. <laughs> I remember the story. Um, I would like a real wedding, Neil. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it's a real wedding. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. I think it's. Both. I'm just gonna say. I think typically it's the bride who plans the entire thing, Gina. I'm not planning the wedding. He'll plan the wedding. Or, no. He'll plan the wedding. Or the mother-in-law. My mother planned the entire... My mother... My mother would have thrown your wedding. She wanted to throw a wedding. (laughs) Like, I'm the oldest. All of her friends' kids were... All of her friends' kids, like, my peers were getting married. And she was like, I want a black tie, New York wedding, Saturday night, and... You know, this one's throwing this, and this one's throwing that. Like, she was like, I don't care who gets married. Like, she was throwing <laughs> So, where is this married from? It's what you how mean? you said it. So, it's my husband's also from, actually, we're from the same place. place. Yeah, yeah. From Long Island. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. from the New Jersey side. So, so it is but the married. married. Yeah. The married. You get yeah. married. Married. But married. a New York wedding is very particular. It is. It's very particular. It's perfect. I mean, yeah. you have to, like, have a the cocktail. So, you have to get married. First, first of all, you have to get married. You had a Jewish wedding, so we had a Jewish wedding. So they get married. No, first of all, sorry, I lied. No, we had a cocktail hour. No, first we had to go to we had to go to City Hall. We were already we got married at City Hall, and then we had we had the ketubah signing. Yep. But you know we didn't wasn't religious religious. I mean our rabbi then was reformed. We got married in the place that's now Italy. We got married in the toy building. (laughs) Oh my God! Really? Yeah, we did, and it was pretty fucking fabulous. I mean, my mother wanted to throw a wedding, and she she threw. One of the Saying sickest Jewish wedding really? parties. It's oh, off awesome. the charts. Yeah. Like, it's it's like, the charts. Well, when you're a guest, you go and you have... New York 
Jewish wedding. Right. You gotta put like all of those things. New York Italian stuff. wedding, same thing. It's yeah. just yes. different. It's just, yes. just, just go to a we church. Just identify. Yeah. That's yeah. all. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, so at my wedding, <laughs> I swear to God, chairs in the air. Right. Different right. Things. Yeah. That's the only difference. Yeah. But at my wedding at 1.30, the band, we have this crazy band, the Ken James band. The band leader came up to my father and said, what do you want to do? My dad was like, play until they leave. So the wedding <laughs> ended at 3.30 in the morning. Woo! It was insane. That sounds like a Latin family. Oh, my God. Like to myself kind of wedding. It was crazy. That's why New York's great. Because if you throw $1,000 at somebody or $2,000, they're going to stay. People stay. Here, they're like, you told me. You told me this is only two hours. I'm I know. Well, so plus, you, there's so you restrictions. So you don't need eight. So you don't want another two thousand dollars in your life. Okay, good. No, it's totally different. Although I will tell you a very funny story Please. about our wedding, which involves Sam, by the way. Do it. So the old, it, the kids were there. Sam, Jason, and Max, and I guess Jason was twelve when we got married. And uh, you know the party's in full swing. And, uh, you know, we had a cigar bar and there were guys smoking cigars. Oh, how cool is that? And, um, and I mean, this is, this is over 20 years ago, so yeah. I was still smoking cigarettes at the time. And uh, my girlfriends brought a couple joints with them, and they brought me to, like, a back bathroom with their husbands to, like, smoke a joint. And uh, we're all in there. I'm in my big, fat <laughs> meringue of a wedding dress. And, um, you know, we're drinking, we're smoking cigarettes, we're smoking cigars, we're smoking, like, we're doing all this stuff. And Sam... Now, this bathroom is off the beaten path, but Sam comes in, and this is a little creepy. And he's 12. Sam is... She. No, Jason is 12. Sam is... Like Sam is nine. 8. Oh. Nine. Sam is nine. 8. So Sam is 8, and uh, he comes in, but he comes in, this part is creepy, with the guy who, like, runs the um, the toy building. Yeah. Who was a real asshole, by the way. But he, <laughs> Sam comes in with him, and the guy comes in, and Sam is like... Nikki, what are you doing? He's like, are you smoking? And my girlfriend, Kat, was like, she's like, no, 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 I'm smoking. I'm smoking. And he was like, what's that smell? And Roger was like, oh, it's just the cigars. We're all smoking cigars. And he's like, in the bathroom? Why are you all in the bathroom? <laughs> and I'm then, I mean, and we were like, okay, we're all like putting everything out. And um, out of the mouth, a babe. Right, no kidding. And then the guy who's with Sam, which at the, that moment, I was kind of like, with him and I was like what's going on here and he's like oh he really wanted a bathroom and I was like what's wrong with the bathroom upstairs and he oh. like sort of was like blah 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 and I was like okay I was like, and he's like hey by the way like this guy was so skeevy he was like hey by the way if you want to do blow or like whatever you want to do I was like no 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 dude this was we're good we're good I was like this Sam. is like Tony Tina's wedding right. I was like Sam come with me I was like that's gr- girls thank you for trying to treat me it's we're all good you just and all like, became a mom right like, really like, really proud they're like proud <laughs> And like years later, Sam said to me, he's like, what were you guys doing in the bathroom? And I was like, you haven't figured that out yet? Like the light bulb hasn't gone off and you were like, oh, right, they were getting high. Yeah. And I was like, you haven't figured that out? So, anyway, that's very funny. I mean... That's that is ridiculous. hilarious. First of all, what was that guy just I don't know. him like, for? I mean, creepy. Yeah. so creepy. I mean, I feel like you were in an SVU episode and you didn't even know it. I know. You were interviewing we your own SVU. Right. We got very lucky. Yeah. So, anyway. Sam, we love you. We do love Sam. <laughs> yes. He's a piece of work. So, tell us about a little bit about Foodie and the Beast. So, Foodie and the Beast came along because I did a... Um, Michelle Richard uh, was asked to film Diary of a Foodie, which was a gourmet magazine uh, uh, TV show. And he's a chef, correct? Oh, yeah, Michelle Richard. I mean, he's passed away, but he was one of the biggest chefs. He was one of the biggest chefs in the D.C. area, and he was 
fabulous and very, very generous to me. Um, and uh, Gourmet Magazine wanted to film, because he was a master of chumploy, trick the eye. You know, he would serve something that looked like a hard-boiled egg, but it was really mozzarella and yellow tomato. Or he had his um, fabulous, it came in a beautiful tin, a Petrosian caviar tin, and it looked like black caviar with a lobster claw coming out of it, but was actually um, couscous. Oh. So it tricked the eye. So he was famous for his ability to do that. And this is really like quite a few years before like um, like mini bar and uh, molecular. Yeah, it's, around, yeah. it's right before yeah. molecular gastronomy is, you know, sort of hit. The Spanish really hit. Yeah. 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 Before like it hit it, this was the French version of that, uh, that in a way. And he owned um, Citronelle. It was one of the best restaurants mm-hmm. in the city. Anyway, so uh, he and I did good. Diary of a Foodie. It was so much fun, and he said to me, he said, there is, and I'm not going to pretend to do his accent, but that there was no radio, food radio in D.C., that Gourmet had a, a radio show up in New York. There was no food radio in D.C. I was already on WTOP radio at the time, and pure serendipity, uh, my husband is in advertising, and uh, there was a time when um, advertisers and people who ran agencies, the uh, stations used to give them, like, sick trips. I remember when media used to treat us like gods. Right. Oh, no, I mean it was it was a good time. We post. went to Italy. We so yes. that, and we went to Ireland. So we went on this trip to Italy, and we were all talking about it. And my husband and I were going back and forth, and they're like, "Oh, this could be a show. This could and be we, a thing." Yeah. So they gave us this opportunity. WFED was a at that time as it is the sister station of. Um, WTOP, which is one of the largest radio stations in the country. Um, but uh, at that time, it was a Washington Post radio channel. Um, and yeah, when we first launched it, it was called Dishing Dishing It Out. Dishing It Out. We changed it like three months later to Foodie and the Beast. And we just, I don't know, it, nobody, just like the list, nobody told me what to do or how to do it. The same thing with the radio show. Nobody told us how to do it or what to do. We just figured it out and we got really lucky um, because again at that time you know if people were coming to town I got so many pitches for people to interview for the list and I was like yeah I mean I don't I don't really do that but now I had a radio show so I was like oh sure they can call in they can come in studio and I was able to also again really be this megaphone for things happening in DC and also be able to discuss things happening nationally and internationally um, and given that DC has become such a mecca, everybody's coming here. Yeah. So you know, I got to interview the Giadas and the Bobbies and all those people, but I also get to interview the person you know making jam in her basement. So I, and the, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but I do. Wait, but you didn't. But you don't say the best part about Foodie and the Beast. What's the best part? Are you going to say my husband? Because I mean, I love you, David. Yes, yeah, I love I him. And that's okay. That is part of it. But the best part is that when Nikki has her guest on, you're all on. Yes. You're together, and like you may not know that person that's making jam in the basement, but now you do. So you could be this person calling in, and you're you know Giada, and now you're talking, and then all of a sudden you know, say I'm there making cocktails, and now you have the person in the basement. Now you just connected three people that clearly would have never met, and then she puts them all together, and then you have this conversation that becomes. You know the the introductory, the uh, professional, co- yes. and the and and the mega. There's lots of collabs that happen after our it's show, amazing. Yeah. which is really fabulous and super nice, and 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 an unintended. But extra. I love that. Yeah, but yeah. it's a real extra. Um, and you know, listen, people in the community aren't in. 
incredibly good to me, um, and I am internally grateful for those who, you know, listen, there are people who don't know me, and they come on my show, and, you know, it's not until they come on, they're like, oh, they get it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I totally understand that, and I, I don't just mean what local. I know you in this city? No, 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 but I mean, even, like, nationally, like, uh. you know, sometimes people come on, and they don't, they just think, oh, it's another, you know, listen, when you go and do TV, when you go and do TV or um, when you go and do national stuff, yep. and I've done a lot of it, um, you know, talent, you know, doesn't really chat with you or get yep. to know you. They only read what they are given. Yep. And they don't do any research. And, you know, I mean, I've done hundreds of TV shows. And, I mean, I, I'm. this is not a jab because they're doing, you know, 25 segments and 30 minutes on God knows what. Yeah. But, you know, they have no time to know what their topic is yeah. and really have a conversation with those person. And they don't really have time to look at their notes. So their questions are benign and insensitive sometimes and, and, and really not intricate on what they're doing. And I'm not doing that. You yeah. know, no different than your interview, pre-interview with me for this show. You know what I mean? Yeah. We hugged each other when we saw each other because we felt like we already knew each Absolutely. other. Absolutely. We're different spirits. No, no, no. But like, I that's... want to be this woman. I have, you have crushes on other women. This is my crush, Gina. This Please. is my crush. I'm on 10 years. I'm on 10 years. <laughs> Wait, do you I ever fall in love? Where do we fall she, in love? Eat Bar. No, Eat Bar for sure. I met you at Eat Bar. I know, but I was going to say Eat Bar. Rasika was after that. I was going to say, but we really fell in love over a champagne cocktail. Oh, I... That ginger thing. That I made. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had all of them. <laughs> because, because when you came in, Shug would always be like, Nikki knows. It's come. Like, every time we'd be like, you don't know this person. I'm like, I don't, Nikki. She's so good. She's friends with Amber, blah, blah, blah. She's been doing this. And he's like, okay, just make the drink. And I'm like, okay. Just take on the drink. And then I would give it to her and then pretend that, like, when Shook was there that I didn't know and then gossip with her after. It was my fave. That was a fun time. So you were definitely the epitome of taking your passions and your obsessions and then carving out your own career mm -hmm. to do that. Yes. Tell me, or ex and this is personal. This no, is no, so no. personal. At those moments where you have doubts, which you never let anyone ever know. No. Those moments. No, no, no. Actually, I'm really, really fortunate. I mean, Gina's a great example, but, you know, one of the things I think is that I'm incredibly lucky is that I have this whole brain trust of women, predominantly women. David Hagedorn is in that mix. Um, and my husband. I mean, listen, I have a brain trust of people who have my back, who um, who challenge me when I'm like, I want to do this, and they're, they poke holes. And I have people who tell me, you know, I get projects thrown at me, and I'm like, I can't do this. This is not what I do. And they're like, no, 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 this is what you do. So I, I am surrounded by incredible people who believe in me and who challenge me literally on a daily basis. So you stay open to it. I'm always open. Somebody told me when I first got started in the business, they're like, you're going to get asked to do a lot of things. You're going to get asked to judge. You're going to get asked to interview. You're going to get asked to MC. You're going you're gonna to get asked to do a lot of stuff. Say yes to everything. And in the beginning... You'd be on a little podcast called The Designated Drinker I Show. And did everything. Cocktails with Gina and Louise. It's hardly, it's hardly little. It's hardly little. Um, no, I'm so flattered to be on this. But no, my point is, is that I said yes to everything. And listen, 15 years later, do I say yes to everything now? I don't. Because my time is uh, my time is different. Sure. And what I need to do is different. And, I, and like, um, like we discussed, I mean, 
because of everything that I do, this sort of unintended uh, career has launched on top of everything I do. So aside from the list and aside from the radio shows and the WTOP and the, all the media, I'm now... The cruises. Right. I'm now hired as a consultant uh, for culinary and creative entities that come to D.C. because they're looking to be successful here. Sure. And I can provide them with my knowledge yes. of what's here. If you had told me that 15 years ago, I would have been like, that sounds great. I don't see how that happens. <laughs> but, you know, now that I'm in it and I get to do it, it's um, it's a real joy. Like, talk about joy. Yeah. It's so exciting to be with a group of people and be able to share what you know and for them all to look at you and be like, that sounds right. But I think it's also beautiful when people openly share. I am one and always have been through my career, always been willing to share whatever secret sauce I had. Totally with you. And for mentoring, like, I I never helped. I worked with a lot of creatives that would hold back not telling that one last thing or Mm -hmm. not giving you my contacts or not sharing that one. I never saw... It's like fucking up the salt in a recipe. Exactly. For no reason. Mm -hmm. For no reason. I never... Because I was never threatened by the... I I always felt like if you're as, as good as I think you are... Absolutely. Let me share and make you get better. Right. And let me help you be a part. And I don't know how I can make you better, but be a part of you growing into that next space because then I find joy in that. But don't we what want I to have... rise everybody up? Like to me, not everyone does. And I think it's amazing when people do, though, because I well, think it's really important. And I will be honest with you. There were plenty of times over the, the last 15 plus years where people said to me, like, all these other sites came to town. Daily Candy, Daily Candy, excuse me, Thrillist, uh, Feastly, Eater, like all these all came to town and everybody was like, I mean, this is the end of the list. Like these are national entities. And I was like, I mean, let's see. And you know, it was scary sometimes because I was like, I mean, not that I don't have these other things, but like the list is my baby and it still thrives and survives. And I'm going to let that do its thing. I mean, it supports an eight person staff and, um, you know, we really love it. So, but here we still are. Daily Candy is long gone. It doesn't even exist. Thrillist is on a shoestring. I'm, like, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, I thought that Daily Candy was gone. I'm like, is it gone? Yeah, that's my point. So, I mean, you know, the the thing about those models, which was really interesting, and I didn't know that. So, that, I think that's an important part, which you said, the model. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't fit. Right. So, here's the thing. The mo- those models. Now, again, my business jargon was not up to speed when they came to town. You know, I was, I didn't feel threatened, but I did know that I wasn't on par with them. But their business model was to bring in huge ass advertisers, national advertisers, vodka company, you know, absolute. They they weren't looking for, they weren't charging a thousand dollars for a three month commitment. They were charging, you know, $30,000, $40,000 plus, plus, plus for these commitments. It was, that's not a, that's not that's not a working model and you can't hire a staff under that model and you can't make a lot of money under that yeah but they didn't know that and that's why they expanded really fast into cities everywhere the only people who've really been able to do it and been successful is eater eater's done the best job hands box down. media is very savvy they're super well i mean they've been bought and sold blah blah yeah. blah right but like eater really um hires great people they do really good reporting and they've ex- and they've evolved you know like you have to evolve yeah. in order to, well, to I stay. was opening a bar that mm-hmm. um, only had soda 
Yes, I know that. <laughs> now I own a bagel place. It says only Bloody Marys. And what about the knishes? I'll come over here and give me a Ramos 10 <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what happened to Knishes? We met, no, we did Knishes. I'm just, I'm just saying it's, just, it's a joke. Like, we okay. always did that. But of course, you got to survive. You have to evolve your business. Yes. That's my point. Well, it's either evolve or you'll be extinct. You're going to be a dinosaur. Yeah. Last I feel time. that way. We have some in or DC digital. that we could, like, let them go extinct, don't you think? Oh, I don't know. I feel like there are some people, actually. I didn't I'm mean always. In our no, no, no. But, I like, I feel like there are people that I see and I think. God, a little tweak here, a little tweak there, and bang, they're up to speed. Do you know what I mean? But I think a lot of people are very stuck in their ways, and they feel that... They know it all. I've been doing this business for so long, and I know it. And they do, and I don't want to take that away from them. I'm working with a... a, a I was completely outside of my the industry when I threw that... that <gasps> oh, champagne down. <laughs> champagne down. We're going to cut there. Okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> champagne down. Keep going. We're not cutting. Put it in, Jay. But I will take some more champagne on that note. Um, Thank you. Done. Um, no, uh, my point was I was being a jerk saying there were people in D.C. Oh, that are dinosaurs that need, and not meeting in the industry. <laughs> no, no, no. But my point is, is that, listen, I, it's really, I think it's really hard to take constructive criticism. Sure. I think as women, I think we're a little more open to it. We want to hear. So here's I, But I also think it's because we, if, if nothing else, we have been forced to do that. Perhaps, Do you know what I mean? but I also think as an idea person. Wait, hold on. Look who is going to join the show. Oh, all right, all right, all right. We're bringing it. We're bringing it. All right, all right. This is drop them in. Okay, oh, so you're dropping in. You, you dropped dropping in on an episode. Do you know Nikki Nellis? We don't know each other. No, we're gonna do it. Okay, here we, we go. Can we finish it? Oh my god. Do we finish it? Sorry, I've had a lot to drink. It's okay. It's fine. No. You okay. you also do a lot of shows and a lot of guests. That's also true. You do like five or six guests a show. Yes, that's true. Introduce them. Sunday, so so let's. So everyone. So everyone who knows. So here. So huh. welcome to the show. Back okay. to the show. Hi. Total drop in that we didn't expect, which is Yay. so much fun. What's happening? Who you Swain is way. in the house. Y'all over here telling lies. No. Bobby. <laughs> not yet. I was just ready to see if, if Louise messed up your name or not. Oh, I she knows my name. <laughs> we, uh, Gina, last time we saw each other, crazy enough, we are in an airport. Mm-hmm. You were on your way to Mexico? I was. For like the 100th time. There's not even Don't 100 days me. gone by in this year. Does he Torrance is the brand ambassador for um, El Silencio Mezcal. So yes. in case you don't know, he is here. And we were at Suburbia, and this is what happened in Suburbia. Louis, what are you doing here? And now, I was just getting some his, of uh, uh, Chef Kwame's uh, cheesesteaks. Excellent. At Union Market, where okay. we are still. So. Yeah. It's a total coincidence. We just dropped champagne on me. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> I just dumped champagne. This is the cool kids' table. Without a doubt. I mean, Avi. Yeah. Totally. That's why you're here. Yes, exactly. I'm glad I am I am honored to be here in the midst. And this is DC. So like that is like I feel like after what Nikki just said yes. about like our city. Yes. And like what happens and like camaraderie mm-hmm. and how you bring it all together and how you never know and being opened. Yes. Like this is just kind of like the well, best. Do, it's do, like do the, we the ever best. talk about your contribution to this cocktail culture? I mean, I yes, feel like that's, that's a different show. To well, me, you're Nikki one show. of the big five. I tell all the young junior bartenders, I'm like, it's Gina, Derek, John Arroyo, Todd Thrasher, Owen Thompson. 
Like, I think he's am, right. Except I, I wouldn't put John Ryan. Did I miss anybody? Am I the youngest? You. No, I wouldn't put John Ryan. Look at me. Oh. Wait a minute. Am I the youngest? <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I'm a gentleman. I never ask. That's all that matters. I'll tell you, I like John. Don't get me wrong, but I'll tell you why I wouldn't put him in that mix. When he came to town, he came to town with the SAG for Founding Farmers okay. when they opened up. And the cocktail scene, Gina, Derek, Todd, Owen... There's one more and I can't think of who, but well, every, uh, Adam. Oh no, Adam wasn't out. Yeah, not Adam. Chantel. Hmm, maybe Chantel. What about Rachel the sheer, wait, 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 about the sheer volume of bartenders? But so, but when out? he came to town, mm-hmm. he threw down a gauntlet and he was like, "I'm making the best X here in town." And Uh-oh. I was like, "Dude, have you met Derek Brown and Gina Trasavani? Like, I would hold back on that. You're new to town. Don't don't do that." Uh-oh. DC is very proud of their talent. Okay. And I think you get a lot of out-of-towners who come to town and are like, yeah, I mean, we're going to do the best crab cake in the city. And it's like, dude, please, stop. Go someplace else. <laughs> we're going to do the best Sazerac. We're going to do the best this. Everybody who comes from out of town who insists they're going to do the best, they need to go home. Uh-oh. The way DC works is you pay respect to what's going on here in this city. And then you're accepted. I would agree with that. I think she just threw down the phone. I'm all right. Yeah. 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 You've been working. You've been working. Yeah. That's why I was like, no, no, no. My <laughs> thing is like, oh, what about Dwayne Sylvester? Oh, Dwayne. Dwayne Sylvester? Yeah, Dwayne was before Dwayne John. Do you know Dwayne that? Dwayne is actually, can be considered like my mentor because he's kind of. But Dwayne was before John. You know that, right? And what about. um? Wayne, and then what about Sebastian? Sebastian used to do cocktails too. Oh my gosh, Sebastian Zutan. Sebastian oh. Zutan oh made a cocktail, and I will never forget it to this day. Sebastian, the banana hammock. <laughs> and that cocktail to this day literally makes me crack up laughing because Sebastian thought it was a really good idea to make this banana cocktail, which was delicious, except he put on a banana hammock. Just so our listeners know, Sebastian has been a guest in previous uh, episodes. Yeah, that's one of the funniest episodes I think we've ever done. <laughs> He's pretty funny. Sebastian. Oh, Primrose. Uh, Primrose. Oh, I need to go over there. Torrance, yeah. let's take a, we'll take a date with yeah. that Nikki. Yeah. We need to do a field trip. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He's great. Know. He's really fun. He's more into wine. He's more wine right now. He makes his own wine. But uh, in his wine. early days, we met. I met him at Comey. Oh, my gosh. When he was pouring wine at Comey. Isn't that crazy? So long And then ago, right man. after that's when we opened Rasika. Yep, exactly. And then we You all say Rasika, but it's Rasika. I mean, that's what a shuck says. Everybody I'm says from Rasika. Queens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Long Island and Queens. Thank you for the correction. Rasika. It's Rasika. Rasika. Shuck says Rasika. I mean, I get it. I know it was, I know what it means, but I'm telling you where I'm from, that's what we say. I know. It's okay. But I mean, you I said tomato, tomato. All right, so all right, yes. that we take this shit offline? Can't we drink some uh, some mezcal? I've got yeah, some in the car. All right, let's, let's do it. Let's do that. What if Gina doesn't have some in the suit? Uh, so let me. There's some inside. Thank I know, you, but Nikki, I got for coming on. Oh my gosh, Nikki, amazing. As always, you. When I grow up, because you are an amazing person, and I love everything you're doing, and I appreciate you being on well, the show. Well, I really, Thank you. Um, I love the opportunity. I'm flattered to be on. Thank you for having me. Thank you. This All right, thank you for coming. Mezcal time. Mezcal time. Okay. I'll be do right it. Back.